Hi, lovely listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Mind Palace, a podcast where we dive into mindset hacks, self-awareness tools, and fresh perspectives on our reality. My intention in each episode is to expand the way we currently think so that we can create new thinking patterns that align with the person we want to become. I'm your host, Jasmine. I live in the southeast coast of Australia, and I have been exploring the mind for as long as I can remember. It lights me up to share each new tip, trick, conversation, or perspective with you on this channel. I invite you to be open-minded, to practice discernment, and to have compassion towards yourself when listening to these episodes. There is no right or wrong. We're simply exploring how to think in a way that best supports our truth. So stick with me if you're committed to mastering your mind and unlocking your unique and limitless potential. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Mind Palace. Today, I'm very excited to bring to you a conversation, just solo, about protecting our peace of mind. This is something that I'm so passionate about, and it's something that I've been able to practice, or I've been conscious of practicing throughout my life. There are actually practical and implementable kind of steps that I take or things that I implement into my days so that I can remain this calm and collected majority of the time. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Of course, I have times where I'm just like my nervous system is thrown out of whack and I'm dysregulated and I actually don't know what to do, Um, but it doesn't last long. And I know that whether it's taking a nap or just like walking away from the situation, I'm able to come back to that regulated state. And I have been blessed with, I guess, the people in my life that have come come along and helped me understand and learn how to do this. And I think because it happened at such a young age, it just has become a habit for me now. Like I know how to come back to this peaceful kind of equilibrium at all times. And I wanted to share that with you, um, exactly how I do it. And I want you to basically walk away from this episode with some very practical tools to help you protect your inner peace. And it's actually so ironic. I am very cool, calm and collected, except when I talk about this topic, because I get so fiery and so passionate. And I feel like this mother archetype comes out in me where I feel like I need to protect my children, like you're all my children. And I just need to encourage you to never, ever let anything disturb your inner peace and your inner power. And anytime that I see somebody who is content or like just going about their life and then and then somebody might chuck a comment at them or look at them funny and then they question themselves, like that's what I'm passionate about. Please don't let anybody do that. If we could all have a grasp on how to stay strong in ourselves, no matter what situation arises, I feel like we could accomplish more like individually and more collectively because we are operating out of a state of not just calm, it's more like a balanced state. And I'm not 
And I'm not advocating for us all to just be these cool, calm and collected cucumbers, I don't know, just floating around life and, you know, everything's relaxing. Like, no, life isn't about that either. But all I'm saying is like the alternative, like the the opposite of that is what we're witnessing now, which is everybody just operating out of this dysregulated state of anxiety. And like that's not helpful either. So there has to be some kind of middle ground where you're taking in external stimuli and yeah, sure, like you're, I don't know, sometimes it's not the best feeling, but at least you're able to respond, right? Not react. And so that's why, yeah, I'm passionate about this topic because not only are you going to protect yourself, but you're going to protect others too. Like this isn't about me. This, is a, this isn't about you. This is about what we are all putting out there. And that's why when people say like, oh, I'm so, um, I'm such a people pleaser. Like I try and do everything. I try and fill everybody else's cup. I'm like, but that's not helpful though. What would be helpful if is if you're not reacting and you're actually responding from a, an equilibrium, from a state of balance, right? So what I want us to all be aware of is that we all have this within us. We all have this state of peace within us. So when people say, oh, I'm just an anxious person, or I just worry so much about things, I think deep down you're not because that's not our natural state. I know you're able to connect to that state of peace when you want to, when you remove all external stimuli. And so what I want to talk to you about today is like, yeah, sure, okay, you've cultivated that, you're very calm, and then you go out into the world and you're dysregulated again. It's like there are actually things that we can do so that we can stay grounded and connected even with a chaotic external environment. Oh, and one final thing I want to touch on is peace is a very embodied experience. It's a very physical feeling, right? Like when you imagine yourself at peace, you imagine yourself going slow and relaxed, you know, this kind of thing. And I want to say you can... You can show up this way, but physical peace, I think, is different to psychological peace or mental peace. So I think that's what I want to touch on today. There are definite things that you can do, such as like movement, being out in nature, um, uh, you know, separating your day into different segments, you know, like there are very actionable things you can do to achieve that kind of physical calm state. But for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of this episode, I'm going to talk about the kind of the kind of psychological, mental things that you can do. Because, look, the, like in our world, if you're listening to this podcast, likely you're likely, like, I don't know, you have a smartphone. You have, um, I assume, a house with or somewhere where you're living with food and water and, like, all these things can bring peace, right? But there is a whole nother level of peace and it's, and it's mental peace. It's, like, inner peace because you can have all these things and we see, like, we see this so much is like the wealthy people who have everything are just not at peace. You know, they're always chasing more and more and more. So once you've attained that, like once you are out of survival and you have everything, you know, and like maybe life is calm for you. Like maybe most days it is calm, but there's a fucking storm inside your head for no apparent reason. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like that's what we need to work through because it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't want us all to wake up and go, 
oh, like, I wonder what today is going to bring. Like, no, you can actually decide what today is going to bring because you can consciously choose how you feel and what you think and what the hell goes on in here, right? If you, only if you stay aware and you stay intentional and you need to connect to yourself to do this, you need to create space in your life to do this. Otherwise, yeah, sure, the rest of the world is going to tell you who you are, what you need to do, how you should feel, right? And the thing is, you can go your whole life following what they say. So I want you to start protecting your inner peace like your life depends on it because it does. Because if you let other people tell you or the world or the collective or like the media or this and that tell you who you are and how you should feel, that's not your life. You think you have free will, but you don't. You don't. You're just reacting. You're just going about life unconsciously. And so what I want us to know is that we are all equal in this. I mean, not equal, but we all have access to this, okay? Like you you can be in poverty. You can have nothing and still have access to that inner calm, that inner peace. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is finding your anchor, Okay. And in order to know where your anchor is, like in your body and in your mind, you need to spend time alone, okay? So this could be morning, it could be, I don't know, like while you're doing things alone, doing your skincare, brushing your teeth or whatever. I mean, personally, I'm able to find this anchor when when I'm my eyes are closed and I'm just watching my breath, right? You find your anchor. And usually this is a place, or for me anyway, it's that place above your belly button and just like around your stomach area so this is your solar plexus chakra and this energy center represents confidence self-esteem and personal power and so just like if you close your eyes maybe if you're driving don't do this (laughs) keep your eyes open and just kind of breathe into this part of yourself and when you tap into that energy I don't know about you, but I feel really quite calm. I feel very okay. I feel connected to myself again. And it is funny that we tense up in this section when we're stressed and intuitively you might touch this section when you're talking in social situations. I saw this TikTok the other day of Pedro Pascal and he's got his hand over this section as he's like walking through um, a social event and paparazzi are taking photos and yelling at him and asking him for things and and he says to his friend, I don't know, person next to him, like, this is this is where I feel the anxiety. And so he holds it while he's in these stressful situations. So like, yeah, just, just connect to this part of you. So this is your physical anchor, right? This is the place that you can breathe into no matter what, right? You, and it involves you to kind of go inward, just not disconnect from your external environment, but just con- connect to this place as well. So you're always connected here. And I'm touching, I'm touching this part of myself now as I speak. It's the it's the part of myself where I I try to speak from this part of myself when I speak on these episodes because that is where my I feel like my strength comes from. And and it's no coincidence that this is the chakra for personal power. So this is one form of an anchor. Another form of an anchor, so that's quite a physical one. Another form of an anchor is a mental anchor. And so This is why people say, like, think of your happy place when you're quite stressed. Because when you think of that, it kind of brings you back to, oh, everything's okay, right? And this is how you can use 
illusions or your imagination to help you in the present moment. So is there one place that you are just so happy it exists? It may, or even one experience, and you don't even, it may not have even happened, but you know it's a potential. We all have one of these, like, you know, when you daydream and you imagine like, oh, wouldn't it be great? Just just hold on to that, right? So when you're in a situation that is like, it's, it might be dysregulating you a bit, reconnect to your anchor and just reconnect to that place and that sense of knowing that this place exists and that everything is okay because I can always come back to this place. And it's funny because I can see where this can go a little far and people go like, oh, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can go about your, your day at work or, or things like that if you don't have a holiday planned because that idea of a holiday makes them feel okay where they currently are. I don't want us to be complacent and go, oh, I'm going to get through this because at the end of the day I can go to this place. It's more just like it's not sometime in the future, right? It's not like you're disconnecting from now so you can get to this place and feel better there. It's just like bringing the energy of that place to where you are right now. I hope that makes sense. This is like, again, it's very hard to put to words how I kind of ground myself, but this is literally what I do, right? So we're coming back to ourselves. We're coming back to all that is good, all that is beautiful and all that is true to me. And I hold on to that and all of a sudden I'm like relaxed, right? everything's actually okay. And the second thing is if we're using the metaphor of like water and I guess the ocean, so we have our anchor, we also need our coordinates. And for me, my coordinates help me navigate all situations. They're our foundational beliefs, our foundational truths. These are your assumptions. And I've spoken about this on my on the mind palace instagram but we all have assumptions right and they really direct how we show up in life and what actions we take and so have a look at your assumptions about things right connect reconnect to your assumptions so one of my most powerful assumptions is that everything is happening as it should be and when we're slammed with like hysteria and i don't know like hysteria and stories and people's opinions and like oh, like judgments and this and that. Like it's just sometimes it can just feel like tidal waves of like external stimuli. Um, How are you going to know what's true? How are you going to know what to take in? And how are you going to know how to react, oh, not react, respond to all of these things? It's to come back to your assumptions. Okay, but everything is happening as it should be. Okay. Everything that I'm going through is helping me learn and be a better person. Okay. Um, Another really powerful one is I assume I have the answer within me and I can figure it out. This is a very powerful one because in situations where I'm so lost and so confused, when I come back to this coordinate or this assumption, I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. Another one is I assume I have something unique and valuable to offer that no one else can. This is a really powerful one when you're going into social situations and you and you have that wave of like self-doubt or uncertainty and you're like, oh, what am I doing here? I don't deserve to be here. No, every single person 
yourself included, has something so unique and valuable to offer that no one else can because you have your own personal experiences that you've been through and you have something very powerful and very unique to offer. The other really powerful assumption is I assume I am protected in everything I do and that the world is a safe place for me to show up authentically. So this is like, again, where you kind of have this idea of what you want to do. You want to bring something to the world. You want to do something through work. Uh, You want to, I don't know, like step out of your comfort zone or something. Um, If I assumed that the world was like this scary place, I would never do it. I need to assume that the world is a safe place for me to start doing these things. And as a result, I'm bringing that sense of confidence, that sense of personal power again. And that's what I'll be reciprocated with. It's the law of attraction. So if I'm bringing that out, that's what I'm going to call in. So there are many more of these assumptions and I encourage you to create your create your own. Yeah, sure. There, there are some universal laws that kind of govern them as well. But at the end of the day, if you believe something so strongly in your body, in your mind, then it is your truth. It becomes your truth. You know why? Because you start showing up that way, you start taking actions that way, and the world is going to show you examples of why that's true. So you can really pick anything. I mean, I haven't thought of anything crazy, but you could literally think of I was born to be a billionaire. You could think that, and then you could start to believe that, and then you would show up as somebody who would, who was destined to be a billionaire, and you'd start thinking that way. You'd start showing up that way, and who knows, it could happen one day. Do you know what I mean? So you can really just create these truths for yourself. And so make sure you come back to these assumptions, um, especially when you're kind of thrown off track a bit and you're starting to entertain self-doubt and confusion and fear. The most the most like powerful one is fear. So anytime you find yourself coming into fear, come back to your assumptions. Okay, like, yes, there are environmental issues. Now I'm going to come back to my assumption. Humans are capable of overcoming challenging things. The environment is able to replenish itself. I come back to these assumptions and it can be perceived as delusional, but what it does is it brings you back to a state of equilibrium and so you're acting out of love rather than acting out of fear because, yes, there are things that objectively are challenges, right? But would you rather approach them and navigate them from a state of calm and personal power and strength or would you rather entertain them through fear? The other the other thing I want to talk about, which is very important, okay, because there's this assumption that, oh, other people, you know, make made me feel that way. That person made me angry. This person made me feel disappointed. This person uh, disappointed me, right? That's also an illusion. Nobody can make you feel disappointed. You make yourself feel disappointed. Sure, somebody can trigger it, but there must have been some part of you inside of you that listened to them and took on board what they said and doubted yourself. So, for example, if someone says to me, oh, you're green, you, you're a green person. I know I'm not a green person. I know I have skin color. Um, so if they said that to me, I'd be like, cool. There's no reaction there. That didn't trigger me because I know that not to be my truth or how I see myself. So I guess the prompt here is when I'm out in an environment where there is lots of external stimuli, I'm constantly like, you know, you don't always have to be so conscious and aware, but 
you know, if something was really triggering, I have to ask myself, why did it trigger me? Because it's not their responsibility. It's my responsibility. Why did that trigger me? Why did that make me feel angry or hurt or this or that? You need to tend to that wound yourself. So there is a bit of personal accountability and personal responsibility when it comes to protecting your peace. Um, it's up to you. It really is up to you. So really ask yourself, why did this person's words or opinions affect me? Why did this environment affect me? What is it that is here that makes me feel this way? And then like you can decide what you want to do with that. If you want to believe it, sure. If you want to take yourself out of that environment, sure. But you have to go inward and you have to understand why you yourself are reacting that way. So this is a really good time to bring in projections because I um, I think it's something that you kind of learn as you mature, but it, in, in psychology, I suppose, and in like the personal development and coaching world, projections is such a big concept to understand. And it's something that you yourself can do as well if you're not aware of it. Um, a lot of the time, if we aren't, if we aren't genuinely observing being the witness, if we aren't listening, then sometimes we can be in a state of projection. And so, okay, before I talk about us, I want to talk about how other people project onto us. When people say, so when people say these things or make those comments or make those statements, that's their view of the world. That's their, their conclusion that they've drawn from their own experiences. And so when people say things like, oh, Oh, like you'll never be successful that way. That's their own lens through which they see the world. You don't have to take that on board, okay? So yes, there is the one element of understand why it's triggering you, but also understand that people are projecting their shit onto you all the time. If you're not anchored in, if you're not connected to your anchor, then you can take on board those beliefs as your own, which is another episode that I spoke about it's like one of the first ones is just understanding that yeah people's people's truths aren't necessarily your own so just under like it, it's actually a really interesting experiment when you go to your next I don't know dinner party or social event or like when you're at your family just like watch what people say because it is such a direct correlation to what it is they themselves are going through it has nothing to do with you 99% of the time it has nothing to do with you unless this person is genuinely listening. But again, if if they're genuinely listening, they wouldn't even say anything back to you because they'd understand that your experience is entirely unique and entirely yours and nothing they have to say will be identical to what you're, you yourself are going through. So yeah, um, I, I'll never forget my first marketing manager. He was, if you're into marketing, basically you're very good at human psychology and if if you're a good marketer, that is. And so I was about to make a pitch um, for a new marketing initiative. And he basically said to me, okay, Jasmine, after the presentation, watch what people ask because it reflects where, where their head's at, where they're thinking. And so, of course, the accountant's going to ask about how much is this going to cost? And the people in operations are going to ask, you know, what's, what's going to be the workload as a result of this initiative? And and even my own question, <laughs> will this work? Isn't that a reflection of my own self-doubt? Why would I ask that? It means I'm doubting. So look what people, just watch what people ask, watch what people say, because it, 
it is like insight into their mind. It's fucking gold. Like I wish we all knew this as well. Um, yeah, it's it's like you can see th- straight through people. It's kind of like a bit of a superpower. Um, you don't have to be able to read people's minds as such. You just need to observe and it will tell you everything you need to know about what it is they're thinking and where it is they're coming from. So if you, for example, are really excited or have an idea or just in general conversation and then somebody says something, clock that it has more to do with them than it does to do with you. That's a representation of where their head's at, okay? It's not necessarily an accurate reflection of how good or bad or right or wrong you are, okay? That's just what they're thinking. So please understand projections and please understand triggers because when you understand these two things, you're going to you're gonna be able to protect your inner peace more, okay? You're going to be able to just let things wash over you and just carry on with your day, okay? Because if you took on board everybody's projections and you, you were triggered by everything, gosh, life would just be so fucking hard, you know? You really need to let go of these things. They aren't yours. Okay. And the only way you know they're not yours is if you cultivate that connection with yourself. And I call this your anchor. If you come back to your anchor, you're going to be fine. Okay. You're always going to be able to anchor into that. And finally, I want to talk about attachment. Okay. This kind of links in with the point I made earlier. I mean, they all kind of interweave together. But look, let's say you do have a truth. Let's say you do have a belief and then something challenges it. You know, if you're going to fight to death for that belief, then your life is going to be very, like it's going to be an uphill battle. Whereas if you remain unattached to your beliefs or detaching your beliefs from who you are as a person, then life is just going to be a lot more easier, right? You're just going to go with the flow more. For example, if I'm, this is a very literal one, but if I made a joke and it wasn't funny, instead of fighting for, no, it was funny though, like it was funny. If I just thought back and go, oh, oh, that's so funny. I thought it was funny. Like what made you, what made it not funny to you? And then they explain you have an opportunity to improve yourself, right? So if I attached my identity to what they thought of that joke, if if they said the joke was stupid and I, and I took that on board and said, fuck, I'm stupid, then my goodness, what what like a painful experience life would be, right? Just like listen, just like stay unattached. You are you, right? Nothing's going to change that. Not not any mistakes you make, not any bad jokes you make, not your career, not your friends, not this, not that. That's not your identity. You innately, you were born perfect. You, when you came into this world, you're a perfect fucking baby. You are worthy just as you are, right? Like naturally, your birthright is pleasure, is joy, is learning, is choice. That's that's like the essence of who you are. Not what people say about you, not your jokes, not this, not that. The less you attach things to your identity, the more you can kind of literally not only just feel better and feel more calm, but the more you just get better. You just get better at life. You, you're able to let information and new data come in and you're able to question your own and be like, oh, does that still sit well with me? Does that truth still sit well with me? No, it doesn't. I, I, My joke maybe wasn't that funny and I'm going to be better at it next time. And like 
I'm not going down a shame spiral like I'm bad, I'm this, I'm that, why did I do that? I I just take that on board and go, okay, cool, I'm like a human and I'm making mistakes and that's like a part of life, right? Detach things from your identity. You'll be able to transform a lot faster in life too. So if you're, um, I don't know, wanting to do things and then the whole history of like, oh, but I'm bad at this because this happened last time and oh but I can't do this because you could literally just break that cycle today okay so this is like a really cool hack with remaining unattached because it can often feel like impossible so I have this little sticky note again I'm living by my little sticky notes um one of them says if you had amnesia what would you do today right so If you completely forgot everything you ever did and everything, every person you ever were, what would you do today? Because that's basically life, right? Like it's just our memory that is tying us to the things that we've done. So if you start each day fresh, what would you do, right? You wouldn't be concerned about, oh, but I did that last week and I did that last year. Like, nah, like you're here right now and that's all that matters. So just kind of, just kind of continue, right? If you forgot everything, what would you do today? Because I imagine you'd kind of be a bit more detached from that linear path you were following. The more unattached you are, the more, the faster you can transform. And a good example of this is entrepreneurs or like people in business, because if they remained attached to, oh, like they think my product's bad, I'm, I'm bad, I'm just going to give up. Well, we'd never innovate, would we? No, I think the best and most successful businesses are constantly taking on feedback and information and not attaching it to the identity of the brand or the business. They're just going, okay, how can I make it better? That's like what we got to do, right? Stay unattached. Um, You decide your own truth, yes, but also be open to learning new things and be opening to bettering yourself Um, and don't attach it to your identity. All right, guys, I've literally given you everything. Again, I tried to make this as kind of general and vague as possible because these rules can apply to every single situation. You can always find your anchor. You can always reinvent your coordinates and you can always deal with seas of opinions and judgments and comments and you can always remain unattached. So kind of use these in your day-to-day and the more you practice this, the better you get. I remember the first time, like, you know, the first time you got any feedback and how hard it was to kind of, to kind of swallow that because you thought it was, they were making a personal attack. It's not a personal attack, right? The more you take on feedback, the more you, the more you practice these things, the stronger you're going to get. The more you practice anchoring into your piece, the stronger that muscle will be. And it will become such a habit that you're like literally unshakable. Like you, sure, things dysregulate you all the time. That's your growth edge. But just general life won't dysregulate you as much. It's just practice and it just is consciousness and awareness. That's all it is, okay? So um, hopefully you took something from this episode. If you have your own right? If you have your own routines to protect your peace of mind, let me know um, and reach out to me and give us a follow on at the Mind Palace. There is a dot between the L and the E at the end of the Mind Palace. And 
And yeah, I look forward to bringing this conversation into the mainstream because protecting your inner peace is your superpower, my friends. And on that note, I'm going to let you be. Please enjoy the rest of your day. Please protect your inner peace like your life depends on it because it does. Love you lots and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.